open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. It is his and he made it and his hands formed the pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, The Lord is risen indeed.
with a voice of singing, declare ye, tell this, utter it even to the end of the earth, Alleluia. The Lord hath redeemed his servant Jacob, Alleluia. Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of his name. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he has extolled with my tongue. But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. With a voice of singing declare ye, tell this, utter it even to the end of the earth, Alleluia. The Lord hath redeemed his servant Jacob, Alleluia. The Old Testament lesson for this sixth Sunday of Easter is written in the 21st chapter of Numbers, beginning at the fourth verse. The Israelites traveled from Mount Or by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. The soul of the people was very discouraged because of the journey. The people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, there is no water, and our soul loathes this disgusting food. The Lord sent venomous snakes among the people, and they bit the people. Many people of Israel died. The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, because we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. Moses prayed for the people. The Lord said to Moses, Make a venomous snake and set it on a pole. It shall happen that everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. Moses made a serpent of bronze and set it on the pole. If a serpent had bitten any man, when he looked at the serpent of bronze, he lived. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The Epistle is written in the first chapter of James, beginning at the twenty-second verse. Brothers, be doers of the word, and not only hearers, deluding your own selves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man looking at his natural face in a mirror. For he sees himself, and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of freedom and continues, not being a hearer who forgets, but a doer of the work, this man will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks himself to be religious, while he doesn't bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this man's religion is worthless. Pure religion and undefiled before our God and Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, Christ our Passover, 
is sacrificed for us. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory be to Thee, O Lord. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory be to Thee, O Lord. Jesus said, In that day you will ask me no questions. Amen, amen, I tell you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be made full. I have spoken these things to you in figures of speech, but the time is coming when I will no more speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I don't say to you that I will pray to the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said to him, Behold, now you are speaking plainly and using no figures of speech. Now we know that you know all things and don't need for anyone to question you. By this, we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the time is coming, yes, and has now come, that you will be scattered, every one to his own place, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have told you these things, that in me you may have peace. In the world you have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. James tells us, Be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, and goes away, and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be, he will be blessed in his doing. It's something that man has done for centuries, something that everyone here does first thing in the morning. We wake up groggy, we go to the bathroom, and the first thing we do is look in the mirror. We see our hair disheveled. We look to see if there's anything stuck in our teeth. We see if there's any food on our face from the night before. And 
All of us, of course, look in the mirror and fix what we see. We hop in the shower to fix our hair. We wash our faces. We brush and floss our teeth. And we get ready for the day. But imagine if a man looked in the mirror and saw his hair wild on one side, saw something in his front teeth, saw even a drool stain on his face from the night before, and then did nothing, just went on his way with his day as if he he never looked at himself in the mirror. He goes away and immediately forgets what his face looked like, that he was in desperate need of a washing. But such a man who looks at himself in the mirror and immediately forgets what he saw, James tells us that is like those who hear the word and then fail to do the word. To look in the mirror of the scriptures is to look in the mirror of the perfect law. It is to look into the mirror, into the face of our Lord Jesus Christ, his life and his teachings. When we look into the mirror of the perfect law, we see ourselves for who we are. The wild hair, the gross teeth, the disgusting faces. That is, we see our sins of disheveled pride, gross gluttony, disgusting lusts. If we never looked in the mirror of the law, we'd be walking around thinking that we were clean. But now that we've looked into the mirror, we know and see ourselves for who we are and know that the law condemns us. Looking into the mirror of the perfect law is no different than looking into the face of Christ himself. For there in his face is righteousness, perfection, and someone who is in perfect harmony with God. Whereas in our faces, on our own, there is nothing but sin, spots, and blemish. But James also says that this mirror, this perfect law, is also the law of liberty, which when one looks into it, he may persevere. And how can that be? How can we look into the mirror of the perfect law and be free and endure? It's because this law is what our Lord Jesus Christ was also born under. He's baptized with us. He makes us look in the mirror and there in the mirror washes our faces for us. So where our faces become clean, we see that his face takes every spot and blemish that we saw in the mirror. So as we look at ourselves cleansed in baptism, we see in the mirror our Lord's face on the cross with its thorn marks and its blood and our blemishes and spots covering Him. So that as we look at the divine mirror of the law as saints, we see faces unblemished in the image of Him who has been crucified and raised again for us. We look at the mirror now Washed in baptism, we are cleansed. We are clean. So then what should we do as hearers of the word? When we look into the mirror of the word and now see our once blemished faces cleansed and righteous. Should we look in the mirror of the word on Sunday and then turn away to the rest of the week completely forgetting what we saw? Do we look into this divine mirror see our filth and simply walk away? Do we look into this divine mirror and see our filth washed away, then walk away Sunday morning forgetting what was done for us? If we did any of that, St. James says, we are merely hearers of the word and not doers. That is, we are those who merely come in on Sunday, let the word of God pass in one ear and out the other and just leave. We would be those who come in and go out of church week after week after week with nothing ever changing inside. 
But what is it to be not just a hearer of the word, but a doer? What is it to look into the mirror of the perfect law of liberty and persevere? Well, it's to look into that mirror of the law and realize that we are sinners. And then to pray and repent. It's to look into the mirror of the word and see Christ took our blemishes while cleansing us. And then praising God for forgiving us on Good Friday and justifying us on Easter Sunday is to look into the mirror of the Word, to see that we live in the Gospel, to see that we are now eager to do the fulfilled law out of love for Him who first loved us, and then praying to God for His Spirit to instruct us in all righteousness and holiness. Let's see what our Lord says in the Gospel. He says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, He will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, that your joy may be full. Ask that your sins may be forgiven, and in baptism they are forgiven. Praise God for sending the Son to die and rise for us, and we will have joy. Pray to God that we may love Him, that we may love our neighbor in this new way of life in Christ, and we will receive a spirit. That is what Christ is saying. And so St. James, on that note, finishes his epistle saying, if anyone thinks he is religious, that is, not religious in the sense of knowing religion, but religious in the sense of pious and devout. If anyone thinks he is pious and devout and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion, his piety, his devoutness, is worthless. Piety and devoutness that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. You see, faith that has been created in us, that has received forgiveness and justification for Christ's sake, that faith will produce its fruit. Now anyone can act pious and devout, but if you, if you act in such a way and do not reign in your tongue from exaggeration or boasting or anger, then James is asking, what does that reveal? It shows that you looked into the, into the divine mirror and immediately forgot what you saw, that you heard the word but let it pass in from one ear out the other. The point James is making is not that you should leave here and then go immediately help an orphan or a widow and then think that you have immediately become righteous or pious or devout by what you did. That would be missing his point. What James is saying is this. If you are actually looking in the mirror, if the Word of God is actually entering your ears and into your heart, then you are forgiven and justified. And you are now a saint of God with the hope of the resurrection who lives in repentance and who lives in prayer to our Father in heaven. Those of us that are baptized that have looked in the mirror and persevered. It is us who look into the mirror and have been freed by Christ crucified and risen again. It is us who are baptized, forgiven, who are being sanctified, who look in the mirror and hear the word. Those of us that do that are those who have been reborn by the Spirit, who are being shaped by the Spirit in that word. We who are baptized 
The fruit of our faith is this, a pious and devout life where we bridle our tongue, where we are slow to speak but quick to listen, who visit the orphans and the widows in our own communities, who goes to seek those that the world ignores and shares this love of God with them. And so we always ask in evangelism, how do we share the love of Christ? How do we grow the church? Well, we don't do it by looking where the world looks, and we don't go after what the world goes after, the rich and the famous and the powerful. Instead, we look into the mirror of the Word, and we see that we are as much a sinner as anyone else. And we go to love those whom the world says is beneath us, those who are without. Knowing that as you look in the mirror, that as the world has forgotten those who it says are beneath you, while the world forgets them, we know that Christ loves them and died for them just as much as he loved and died for us. That's looking into the mirror. That's the fruit of faith that James is talking of. May we then always look into the mirror of the perfect law of liberty, into the face of Christ, of him who was crucified and risen again for our salvation. May we always look at and meditate in this mirror, hear the word, and let the Spirit make us hearers and doers of this precious word, which is our hope and life. And pray for that Spirit always. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O God, from whom all good things do come, grant to us, your humble servants, that by your holy inspiration we may think those things that be right and by your merciful guiding may perform the same. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, 
world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, Help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. 
O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Bless the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.